0: Mercy covering me. Well, that's good. Amen. You know, I, Abe Abe is a, how many of you know Abe's a character? But I want to tell you something. I'm proud of you. Amen. Amen. We're on the subject of mercy, and if you're, yes, stand up. Thank you, dear. My wife has to remind me of three things. 3 four times in a row. I forget. It's called getting older. No, it's called being focused on what I want to say, but I want to speak a blessing over you and all those vendors. <coughs> Father in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you have blessed us so that we can be a blessing and you've also said Your divine favor surrounds your people as with a shield. We've experienced that this year. Now, Lord God, there's a law of sowing and reaping. As all those vendors and all the people here have sowed blessing their time and their finances in tonight to shine, I'm asking you, Father, by your Spirit, to bless all these people, spirit, soul, body, relationships, finances exceedingly abundantly above all that they might ask or think. And so, Father, we thank you for today, and we receive it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. We said this year we're going to uh, promote God's mercy. In other words, we're going to talk about it, we're going to teach about it, We're going to pray. We're going to seek his face about it. And so we'll be on this subject for a while because we're going to promote his mercy and his goodness. Now, put that definition up, please. And I've had it up every week. But if you want to remember, you hear the word mercy. I want you to think of just one word. that that defines mercy, and it's kindness. Everyone say kindness. So it's loving kindness, it's unfailing love, it's a steadfast covenant love, it's tenderness, it's forgiveness, it's faithfulness, it's pity, it's compassion. And I like this. It's an active desire to remove the cause of distress in others. Amen? Amen. Now... That's the definition, but, and there's, I think, nine words there. But I want you to remember kindness. Say kindness. So when God is merciful towards us, thank you, you can take it down. When God's merciful towards us, he's kind. Now, this morning we're going to talk about the law of sowing and reaping, and so as you r- receive God's kindness, what should you do? Sow it, right? We said that God's nature, this is for sake of review, God's nature, he has a merciful nature. In Exodus Exodus 34, verse 6, this is where Moses had an encounter with God. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands. So that's one of the first things when Moses went up on the mountain and and God, he saw the backside of God and experienced the glory of God. God proclaimed that he was a merciful God. Amen. Then in Psalm 145, verse 8, it says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. Say great in mercy. See, the Father God is great in mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. How many of you are one of God's works? How many of you are a work in progress? Well, his mercy's over you. His mercy is all over you. And you need to remember that. How many of you remember what you were like before Christ? Aren't you glad we're to forget those things that are behind? I could tell tell you all kinds of stories about the preacher. But one day I experienced his mercy. That's why I'm here today. That's why you're here today, because of God's mercy. I don't care your background, what you were involved in, whether you were in jail or not. And I've had the privilege of pastoring many that have been in jail. Doesn't make any difference. God's mercy is new every day for you. Say, God is for me, He's not against me. It's the devil that will sit on your shoulder and tell you there's no way out of your problems, He'll tell you that you're a failure, you're no good, you're worthless. But if you know Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, and you've made Him your Savior, then the Bible says you're a new creation. All things are behind, and behold, all things are brand new for you. We said when God chose to meet face-to-face with Moses, where did He meet him at? The location of the what? Mercy seat. Say mercy seat. We talked about the Ark of the Covenant. The mercy seat is what covered that Ark. And there were two cherubim, and their wings touched over that top or that lid. And it was a beautiful picture that God looks at us through the eyes of mercy, not judgment. We all think God's a God that's going to judge you and whack you and strike you with lightning. Amen? He's not that way. He's a merciful God, and you have to learn to receive the Father's rich mercy. You and I have to learn how to receive His His love and His kindness and His compassion. And sometimes it's hard to learn how to receive what you need to. Amen? Now, we're going to go on. There are probably 19 to 20 responsibilities that you have as a believer in regards to God's mercy. I'll give you one today. I won't give you 20. How's that? Would you rather have all 20? How about just one? Let's start with one, okay? The first one is this. You and I, as a believer, we are commanded, say commanded, To exercise mercy. say I am commanded by God to exercise mercy every day. Every day. I've told you before, I'm a creature of habit. I go through McDonald's every morning to get my senior coffee. Then where do I go? See how come you can remember that, but then you don't remember the title of the sermon. I get my coffee and then I get my donut, and many times I shouldn't say many, but more than once. And I'm the kind of individual because I'm a Type A personality. I'm all business, and if I'm going somewhere, I'm going to get there. Get out of my way, and I'll and I'll get there in line. And I, to me, it's a game because I will beat the person to the. The loudspeaker where you order. If I see a car coming from from Thirteenth Street, and I'm I always go through the back door. I speed up because I'm going to beat them. You're going to get my order before theirs because I've got places to go. And I many times I've got and then I get somebody gets ahead of me, and then they got to order everything on the menu. And it. It's going on, and usually I got it down to a science. If I, I can judge it, if, if, I, if it's going to be a long line, I'll park and go in. But usually I'll get somebody that sits there, and I got to wait, and I don't like to wait. And I'll start grumbling, and I'll talk to them. I will verbally talk. If you were with me, you would hear me call them by name. I'll come up with just a name. Susie or Bobby or whatever. Hurry up! And I'll, more than once I'll do that and then I get up to pay and they'll say, oh, I'm, by the way, the person already paid for your order. Then how do I feel? Like a jerk. So I thought one day I'm going to do that. Coffee isn't much. I figure if I'll, do, I'll try it. I'll sow a seed of mercy. So I... The person I got up there and I said I want to take care of that guys behind me and they'll say that and he said well that'll be five sixty five. They ordered breakfast, not coffee, so I ended up having to shell out five dollars and sixty five, and I grumbled all the way out. No, <laughs> I'll never do that again. But what, I'm, what, am, what am I saying? Listen, if you receive mercy, you need to sow it. Do you not? We're called to exercise mercy. God the Father is our example. Don't turn there for the sake of time. In Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23, this is a great scripture defining the character of God. If you want to know what God's like, it's Jeremiah 9, verse 23 through 24. But let him who glories glory in this, that this that he understands and knows me, personally and practically, directly discerning and recognizing my character. What's his character? And he goes on and says that I am the Lord, I love this, I am the Lord who practices, say practices, or exercises, practices loving kindness Judgment and righteousness in the earth. And I want you to see this. What comes before judgment? Loving kindness or mercy. We always think God's going to judge you. Yes, there's a judgment throne and we'll be judged for good and bad. But God is saying to us that he's a God who practices or exercises mercy in the earth. If it rains, does it rain on the just and the unjust? Does he bless, you know, the believer? Will he bless the sinner? Sure. He's a good God. He's a loving Heavenly Father. Look at Micah. If you have your Bible, look at my son Micah's favorite book. Amos, Obadiah, Jonah. And Micah, then Habakkuk. So it's stuck in between. Micah, chapter 6 and verse 6. Let's start with um, verse 8. Micah 6, verse 8. Now this, we're talking about the believer's responsibility in regards to mercy the first one is, we are commanded to exercise mercy. And we see this in, in Micah chapter 6, verse 8. It states, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? Say, What does the Lord require of me? Now, this is what He requires of you. But to do justly and to love what? Mercy or loving kindness. And to walk humbly with your God. So if you want to know what, what you're called to do, you're called to love mercy. You're called to exercise loving kindness every day. Abe and I were talking the other day, and we both agreed we need to both work on that because we're a lot alike. We need to exercise. You need to ex. Some people are, are, are really good at it. It comes natural. But for Abe and I, we have to work at it. Heckert, you're another one. got to work at it. He won't get mad at me. He knows. We're, we're all different. We're all different personalities. If you, if you saw my new my sister, she just reeks of it, mercy. Some people do, but some of us, just that isn't our natural inclination. But God expects us to love mercy. Now, listen, a godly life will be characterized by doing what is right, a godly life will be characterized by doing what is right to those now listen to those around you every day by practicing mercy, kindness, and faithfulness <clears throat> i've told you this before i 'm not proud of it my i 'm married to a, a a good woman. She's a strong woman. She's a kind of a quiet old German. And I can remember one time saying, why don't you talk to me like you talk to the people at church? Don't look at me like you're all holier than thou. She has a way of just, mm, Bea, you're that way too. Poor Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's up there going, Yeah. Another old German, young German. In other words, we need to practice our kindness and our love and our mercy where, where does it start? Abraham at home. That hurt when she said that. I'm not perfect. I'm a human being. People think preachers... You see them on TV and they become rock stars in Hollywood. I'd clue you. They go home and they go to the bathroom just like the rest of us. They take their clothes and their shoes off just like the rest of us. They get up in the morning just like some of us. If it wasn't for the grace and mercy and anointing of God, I wouldn't be where I am today. So It's God's mercy. So we need to start being kind, not just at, at home, but where you work. How many of you work with a jerk? Now, don't say that's at home. Don't. <laughs> how many of you have ever worked with somebody that was just a jerk or an idiot? You know, you can't fix stupid. But you've got to learn how to be kind. You work in a nursing home, a hospital. <coughs> You're going to have great patients. My, my daughter-in-law is a nurse, and she great stories, and she just got a great nursing award, but she's told stories about how the patients literally attack her and try to hit her. Mary Jane, you've been at it a long time. You've had some good, you've had some bad, you've had some ugly. It's just the way it is. But we need to learn how to respond, not react. I've been a reactor my whole life. I'm good at it. Some of you are just looking at me like, "Ah, oh, I've let you down." But it should hit home with some of you, because we'll come in on Sunday morning, put our, our church smile on, hold our husband or wife's hand, and the minute we get out the door, it's arguing where you're going to go eat? Let me read something um to you. I won't get through all the message today i'll I'll be merciful to you. I like this one one of my favorite devotions It's Hank's wife, brenda. I've read it through many years. She quotes a scripture in Ephesians 4.32. It says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. I once heard about a group of Christians who formed a committee to criticize and bring a lawsuit against a particular ministry because they didn't like some things. Now, I don't know all the details of the story, so this is not to say who was right or wrong in the situation. However, what what I do know is that when we lash out in anger or backbiting and create attempts to tear down one another, we are missing one important ingredient, kindness. God isn't interested in our great position on the issue when promoting our opinion. How many of you got opinion? Don't raise your hands because I know you do. Everyone here does. God isn't interested in our great position on the issue when promoting our opinion requires us to resort to hateful gestures. Instead, God looks for kindness, especially when we don't feel like being kind. Some days, if we don't what feel like being kind. We should find tenderness in our hearts rather than be cold and harsh. Especially when we think we are right. And Abe and I, we know we're right. Right? (laughs) Decide how it would feel if others treated you the way you treat them. I'm, I'm pausing so that sinks in. I need to hear that. Decide how it would feel if others treated you the way you treat them. It's always good to err on the side of kindness, because one day you may be on the side of needing the kindness. Do something kind for someone today. Without question, you will find God right there participating with you. That's good. We need to exercise what? Kindness and mercy. For sure. Matthew 5, 7, for the sake of time, don't turn there. It's short, and you've heard it many times. Now listen. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy blessed are the merciful are the kind for they shall obtain kindness and mercy psalm eighteen twenty five states with the merciful you will show yourself merciful god is saying if you and i are merciful and kind guess what is he going to be merciful and kind to us yes for sure. Proverbs eleven seventeen in the Amplified says, The merciful, kind, and generous man benefits himself for his deeds return to bless him. But he who is cruel and callous to the want of others brings on himself retribution. <clears throat> now I'm going to read to you. You don't need to turn there. But I want to read it to you from the message translation in Matthew chapter 5. It says, you're familiar with the old written law, love your friend, and it's unwritten companion, hate your enemy. I'm challenging that. I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer, for then you are working out of your true selves, your God-created selves. You want to know when you're reaching some spiritual maturity is when you're wronged. In some way, and somebody does something to you, that you pray for that individual. If you can't pray for somebody you don't like or has treated you harshly or whatever, that kind of locates where you're at spiritually. I knew that would go over, so let's go on. This is what God does. He gives his best, the sun, to warm, and the rain to nourish to everyone regardless, the good and bad, the nice and the nasty. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner does that. In a word, what I'm saying is grow up. Your kingdom subjects now live like it. Live out your God created identity. Live generously and graciously toward others the way God lives toward you. Isn't that good? Is that good? I must be saying some things that are making you think because you're awful quiet. Look at Matthew. Let me read Matthew 9. and Hold on because it's message. You don't need to turn there. Just let me read it to you. Later when Jesus was eating supper at Matthew's house with his close followers, a lot of disreputable characters came and joined them. Do you know what, bottom line, why I love my Jesus? Because he hung with sinners. They didn't intimidate him. He loved them. When the Pharisees saw him keeping this kind of company, they had a fit and lit into Jesus' followers. What kind of example is this from your teacher acting cozy with crooks and riffraff? Jesus overhearing shot back, Who needs a doctor, the healthier the sick? Go figure out what this scripture means. I'm after mercy, not religion. Oh, I love that. I'm after mercy, not religion. I'm here to invite outsiders, not coddle insiders. You know what? (laughs) I would rather hang with a sinner than a religious person. How many have ever been around someone that's religious? They got all the answers. They quote you all the scriptures. They come across as holier than thou. I'd rather go down to where she's from, the Monroe Tavern, and sit down at the bar and visit with the sinner than sit and listen with someone that thinks they know it all, that can quote all the scriptures, but don't live it and talk it. At least when you're with a sinner, you know what they do. Sin. God is merciful to sinners because I was one and you were one. And God is still merciful to us when we sin as believers. Amen. Jesus, our ultimate example, in 1 John 2, 6, it says, "...he who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked." So you and I are commanded to exercise mercy. We are to walk as Jesus walked. We are to talk as Jesus talked. We're to exercise kindness. Anyone who claims to be intimate with God ought to live the same kind of life Jesus did. (laughs) Look at Luke 10. We'll close with this. Luke chapter 10. I'll make you turn there. How many have heard the parable of the Good Samaritan? Let me read it to you. Verse 25, and says, Behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit, in, inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? And he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly, do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who's my neighbor? And Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. Religious people. But a certain Samaritan, now the Samaritans were half-breeds, they were despised by the Jewish people, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. I have that underlined and highlighted in my Bible, and you should too. In other words, he saw the need, and he went to meet that need. And when he saw him, he had compassion. And he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever you spend, when I come again, I'll repay you. Now, Jesus said, (coughs) So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed, and he who showed mercy on him. And this is what I like. Jesus just said it the way it was. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Say that with me. Go and do likewise. Once more. Go and do likewise. You and I are commanded. By God, to go do you reap what you you sow you reap mercy let's stand up this morning i got a little short prayer here the rest of you don 't need to pray this, Abe and I do right abe let's let's can we pray this and Do you think we could pray it like we mean it? Or should you just do it because the preacher wants you to do it? How many of you know where you're at today? Heavenly Father, teach me how to exercise mercy and kindness every day. I ask you to forgive me for treating others unkindly at times. Give me a tender heart this week and help me to be like Jesus in sowing acts of kindness. In Jesus' name, I pray. Now, did you mean it? Guess what? You will have an opportunity, whether it be at McDonald's. I'll just skip McDonald's this week. I'll drink coffee from home so I won't have to deal with being merciful. What? I'm going to McDonald's. (laughs) You will, guaranteed, I'm being prophetic, you will have an opportunity to get in the flesh, whether it be with a mate, your wife, your kids, your boss, a co-worker, wherever you... You'll have an opportunity this week... To either, you know, be critical or harsh or you can be kind and merciful. And so when you blow it, that would be a good time to say I'm not going to blow it. When you, when you blow it, you will remember this message. Pastor was right. He told me. Yeah, I told you. But I believe you're going to sow mercy and love and kindness. Amen. Is there anyone here today you need prayer for your physical body? I'll pray for you. Yes. Your your knees? Come here. We'll pray. How come you're here today? How'd you end up in this church? Well, we're, we just left our old church. We're trying place. Oh, okay. So wandered here. You wandered here? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad you wandered here. So, what's wrong with your knees? So, I run half marathons. That's a problem. Don't run anymore. Go, <laughs> s- go that's sit down. That's what I... Your husband's so, told you, don't run anymore. No. Um, my last race in November, I, I haven't been able to run since. So Did you go to doctor? No. I'm just believing Rest. in prayer. And... Do you know Jesus? Yes, I do. He's not he's your savior. Then he's your healer. So, we'll pray for your knees. And uh, you're too young not to run, right? yeah. But just just use wisdom and don't go out and run 20 miles every day. Just, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we said your word says we can pray for the sick and lay hands on the sick and they'd recover. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for healing in the knees, the ligaments, the tendons, the muscles, every every part of this anatomy of the knee. And we thank you, Lord God. Our 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 scripture to stand on is she'll run and not be weary and she'll walk and not faint. So Father, we thank you, Lord, for your mercy today and healing, Father, to flow and wisdom, Lord, not to overdo it. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen, Amen. You know, God bless you. Well, I'm glad you came today, and because I preached, and I feel better now. Did you do you are you always all this this quiet and reserved or is it because you're thinking? Is that really is that th- really true or you're just tired and you're hungry? You're you're thinking. Yeah, thinking can be difficult. Amen. Well, know that God loves you and I love you and we'll see you Wednesday night if you want more word. Amen. God bless you.